I take your question. I take your question. At some point, Joe's going to... At some point, Joe is going to explain. <laughs> he what, really got him there. <laughs> Joe's going to explain what the hell that meant yesterday, because I would like to know. Yes, must be a legal term. Yeah, and listen, I will uh, gladly, with with enthusiasm, follow up on our previous discussion about the helmetization of America and particularly our children. There are a number of factors at work, and I, you know, I would gladly sit down today and start writing the book. I would have so much enthusiasm for this topic. But number one, there are already too many books, and and number two, that's why you burn them in big piles. Number two, <laughs> at night. That's right. And, and and number two, I'm a man who craves leisure, and that sounds like a lot of work. That's funny. So, I don't know. It's up to you. Do you want to move on or what? Do you, I, I'd, I'd be happy to talk about it. The Jack talking about the thousand rules at the pool, and, and they're so picky. And very few of them are have any significant safety concern. Oh, I mean, no. God, just, no. Uh, God, no. Uh, a, a five-year-old jumps off the side of the pool and kind of sort of twists in the air, and they get whistled for that. And, right. All and the... Th- all the if you're older and you haven't been to a community pool, all the normal things you did at a pool when you were a kid. I mean, older by like over thirty. <laughs> all the normal things you did at the community pool, you can't do anymore. Right? They're too dangerous. Right? Driven by lawyers, driven by this weird obsession with with safety at all times that I I have fallen prey to myself. If I was starting over as a parent, I would do a number of things differently. I got sucked in. I didn't know. I didn't have kids before. Right. I got sucked into the whole world at the baby store of all this safety stuff that I just don't think is necessary and I think is part of making our kids insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a two-sided coin of nasty, of evil, in that we never, uh, I mean, we, we convince them that there is danger everywhere always, which will stress someone. And number two, we don't let them explore and try and get a little scared and learn how to deal with it and understand, oh, this actually is something I don't want any part of. I'm backing off. That's such an important life skill. One of the most persuasive things I've read in recent years, it was talking about the whole free-range parenting thing, of which I'm a huge advocate. It said every child needs to get lost twice and find their way back before they have the life skill of staying cool, dealing with the unfamiliar, and thinking, okay, I can handle this. And most parents are utterly terrified of the idea of their kid ending up on a street and realizing, okay, I'm not sure how to get home from here. It's an incredibly important life skill. I think it fits in. We actually talked about this on the One More Thing podcast, if you ever listen to those. Because I stole, I told the story yesterday, including F-bombs. <laughs> It does sound entertaining. Of being at the swimming pool and how the lifeguard whistled my kid for uh, something stupid. And and I lost my temper a little bit with the uh, the lifeguard who was just doing their job. But um, all this stuff started happening at the same time. Now, you can't deny that we have unprecedented levels of anxiety among children. There's no denying that. There's plenty of proof of that, including just your own life in that everybody you know has like one or more kids that are dealing with anxiety problems. Yes. Where did that come from? Um, and, and in Europe, at least, they, they, they started ahead of us, and they're ahead of the curve on they're now starting to take out the super safe playgrounds and replace them with some of the old dangerous stuff, like monkey bars and teeter-totters, because they realize it's doing more harm than, than good. But all this stuff happened at the same time. I'm not making the argument that we need to throw all of it out, but it all happened together. So, mandatory helmets on bicycles and seat belts. 
and the little plastic things that you put in the plug on the wall all happened around the same time that we started not letting you do a cannonball at the pool or run on the grass. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of us, if you're over a certain age, you didn't grow up with any of that. Never wore a helmet, never wore a seatbelt, never had a plastic thing protecting me from the outlet, never told I was could do, I could do anything at the pool that I wanted to do. I mean, so we went from all of those things I just mentioned to none of those things in a pretty short span. And I think the the, the result is, We've convinced children that the world is so scary they should spend their whole lives nervous. Right, right. That's and, part of it. Oh, and, and I, I skipped over my point. So you said uh, kids need to get lost so they can deal with it. I think, because I, I see this with my kids and other people's kids, somehow we've convinced them, it's the parents' fault, my fault, not their fault, it's the parents' fault, we've convinced them that getting hurt at all is is just a disaster. Right. <laughs> so if you get hurt, oh my God, I've gotten hurt, you warned me about this, corners of the table, Doing a twist at the pool, not wearing a helmet. I've heard about this getting hurt. This must be what it feels like. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. Right. When, you know, children used to get hurt on a daily basis and you realized it wasn't that big a deal. It would go away after a while. Clean it off. Go back to playing. Uh, So, yeah, there there are a lot of things that work. The liability thing is enormous. And and Europe's different tort laws, I think, are a factor in the fact that they can even do it. I, I read some great stuff on with the decline of religion in America. People are now searching for some sort of redemption on Earth and or eternal life on Earth. They want to be immortal because they don't believe in life after death anymore. Hmm. And that's, you know, that's a little eggheaded a notion, but you do see signs of it. One thing that nobody wants to talk about, uh, and we will hear because I don't give a damn, and it's not a question of whether it's good or bad. I'm looking at this more as a like a anthropologists would than somebody advocating one thing or another the reason things like or or more socialist policies work in your scandinavian countries is that's like one race they have been historically one race one religion one point of view there's like three different last names everybody knows everybody it's a smaller place and they have shared common values and so everybody knows what their responsibilities are and how they're supposed to act. It's like, you know, uh, Sebastian Younger in Tribe talks about how in, you know, like Indian tribes, it was share and share alike. Everybody pitched in and everybody uh, got enough food and blah, blah, blah. But if you didn't contribute, you were put to death. There's no laziness. There's no slacking. There's no being on Indian welfare. If you weren't contributing, you were either shoved out to starve to death or they would just put a spear in your belly. You were killed. That's how socialism can work if everybody agrees on what everybody's responsibility is and everybody pressures everybody to do it, which would never happen in the United States. But so back to the the zillion rules at the school or at the pool or at schools or whatever. Back when the country was overwhelmingly, um, and people like to talk about the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant thing, but when overwhelmingly people were Christian, the Bible believed in Western civilization, believed in the Constitution, and and had a fairly common view of life. There was no need for a thousand rules because there were a thousand unspoken rules. We had a culture that made clear to you what your expectations were. There was no law against, or there needn't be a law against dropping an F-bomb in front of children at a McDonald's. There's no need for that law because if you did it, ten different dads would get in your face. 
say, hey, what are you doing? There are women and children here. But as our society has, why don't we say, become more diverse in terms of nationality, religion, culture, tradition, etc., we don't have those shared agreements anymore. So you've got to codify all of it. You've got to have a list of 1,006 rules, plus the liability, plus the fat, happy society's desire for constant safety, because we can. You know, societies that are fighting for their lives don't worship safety. That's an absurdity, because there isn't enough of it. So you worship toughness and self-reliance and cleverness and the rest of it. Um, so you combine all those things together. That's my book, in short. Don't bother reading it. It's overly long. But that that's the argument I'm making my book. We have really three or four different factors that have led us to this terrified, cowardly, veal calf society that we have now. I was just thinking about my average... Let your kid out of his cage, by the way. That's my advice to you. I was just thinking about my average summer day when I was my uh, son's age, around nine years old. This I was, was in 1870? <laughs> I, I would have done, geez, I don't know, 25 dangerous things that he's not going to do today. Mm-hmm. Um, and not like dangerous, sneak your dad's forty-five out of the gun safe and shoot at your friends. Like ride your bike fast and, and go off a dirt jump. And like I said, I'm not advocating doing away with all this stuff, but I would have been riding my bike without a helmet. We would have been, uh, we would have been at the, we we might have gone to the community pool and done all kinds of crazy, dangerous things like cannonballs or, uh, or or worn our goggles when we jumped off the diving board or no, any no. of the other stupid rules that they you had. Put out your eye, or stuff that I can control, like just playing on your own and running around the countryside. And my parents didn't know where we were. Right, you just had to be back at noon or whatever, and <laughs> time for dinner. Um, Swinging on a rope clear across a barn from one giant stack of hay bales to another stack of hay bales. I could do that with my kids, but we don't. So I'm, I've fallen prey to this myself. Um, I'm, I'm part of the society that does this. County will just, come and take them away. Yeah, they might. It's, 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 it's something, though. It, yeah. it really worries me because it, I mean, mean, like, deeply bothers me the idea of giving a kid lifelong anxiety problems. Because they're told at the pool or at home or wherever that life is so scary. It's nuts. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know. Luckily, my kids are mostly learning, at least at the pool, that life is full of stupid rules that you uh, that you should ignore if you can. Yeah. Um, and, and not that it's dangerous. Yeah. God dang it. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Well, we just explained. I, I think part of it is, listen, if you are, if you got a band of apes there in the jungle and the fruit just falls from the trees, the apes aren't any good at gathering fruit. They don't need to be. It's just uh, we've created this incredibly safe, uh, affluent, litigious environment so people are no good at, at finding their own way but got so you know, many different places lawyers do drive a lot of it but the the getting hurt somebody just texted about the getting hurt is a disaster for kids yeah well at schools they treat any injury like it's a disaster right i mean if somebody gets cut and they're bleeding it's a whoop 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 alert whoop whoop somebody got a scratch whoop whoop yeah. because somebody might get sued i think that's what drives most of it wow so everybody all the kids getting their idea it's a very very big deal if you get a little cut on yourself on the playground, it's a huge deal. And whatever, however that kid got cut, that no kid can ever do that again. Do not right. play on that again in that way because somebody got cut. Right. Right. That's, God, that's so crazy. It is. It's making everybody crazy. 
Wow. Parents and children. Wow. What can we do about it? What can we do about it, Chairman Mueller? I take your question. <laughs> what? what? I will explain what that means. Okay. I do want to know because I'm going to start using it in my I everyday life. I promise we'll do that next. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Ton of texts and I'm sure emails on the topic of uh, overprotecting kids uh, for all kinds of different reasons, societal, uh, legal, that sort of stuff, and what, right. it's, what it's doing to America. So I'll read through some of those, but it's a. I think it's a, if you're a parent, you you certainly are into the topic. Um, Jeffrey Epstein, the scumbag rapist, allegedly found in the fetal position with neck injuries in his cell. When he comes to, they got to ask him, did somebody attack you or did you do this to yourself? Right. He he uh, allegedly extorted people over the years. That's how he'd get some of his cash. Hey, remember that party you're at? That girl, she's 16. Send me $100,000. That'd make you want to kill him. And or, I know you have money. Why don't you put it in my hedge fund? Let me manage it for you. Oh, at, right. At 1% right. or whatever. Right. Just get the fees off of it. Right. Um, it's a good way to make enemies, though. <laughs> yes. Well, and listen. Do we have time for this? Yeah. So... Number one, child rapists get the hell beat out of them in prison a lot. Good. Could be it. Uh, I, I thought we were against extrajudicial I, I am, punishment. I actually am. What's the matter with you? That's the worst part of me speaking out. That was very brave of the, you to admit. The intellectual part of me does not like extrajudicial punishment in prison, because right. that's not a good way to run society. But the animal brute within yes. just craves it. Uh, a quick note in terms of the, the amount of money that he was typically dealing with. It was reported that he would not even take a phone call with somebody if it wasn't less than a billion dollars being put into his fund. What? He would only take a billion. If it was 900000 he wouldn't do it. Right. And he started his business with that billion-dollar minimum when there were about 20 billionaires in America. Wow. Yeah, allegedly. Although he, he was engaged in a lot of self-myth-making about his wealth and the rest of it. Which so. is part of the deal. Grain of salt. Yeah, it absolutely is. Ask, ask Bernie Madoff. See Donald and then punch him in the face. Oh, that's right. We're against that. Uh, see Donald Trump, right? Um, oh, where were we? What was I going to say? Oh, oh, so, but anyway, so yeah, uh, child rapists get the hell beat out of him in prison. On the other hand, he had dirt. Epstein has has dirt on a lot of very rich and very powerful people. Now, how dirty that dirt is, whether it would just be embarrassing or ruinous, I don't know. But it's entirely possible somebody was put up to snuffing the guy. So, so who knows? We're, I, as, we're, will tell. we're as sick as the whole Mueller thing is as you are, but there was one portion of it that was mystifying to us at the time when uh, <laughs> when old man Mueller was being questioned uh, fairly forcefully by one man named Louis Gomert, representative from Texas, and Mueller's answer was mystifying. This is the way it went. And he knows he's innocent. He's not corruptly acting in order to see that justice is done. What he's doing is not obstructing justice. He is pursuing justice. And the fact that you ran it out two years means you perpetuated injustice. I take take your question. Gentlemen's time has expired. The witness may answer the question. I take your question. And, the, and every all the learned what? authorities behind them nodded their heads and chuckled approvingly. Oh, and we, yes, all, and we all thought, is that an option with our boss or our wife or our husband or whatever? If we're getting grilled on something to just say, I take your question. And Cop pulls end. me over. Do you know how fast you were going? I take your question. <laughs> 
This uh, Tia Johnson, visiting law professor at Georgetown Law School, former assistant, blah, 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 for Zabadabadoo, says, I take your question is used often when the witness doesn't know the answer to the question. It's distinct from a straight no, because it indicates that the answer may well be knowable, just that this witness doesn't know it. From a technical perspective, the answer can preserve the question for follow-up on the record. After the hearings, committee chairpersons give their colleagues a deadline for submitting additional questions based on the witness's testimony, and Mueller might be asked to provide a more substantive he response. He won't. Although it was more uh, a a rant by Louis Gohmert. It was more a right. speech than a question. But that's the Zuckerberg trick. The, uh, I'll get back to you later. So it's just, I take your question, and then there's no follow-up, so you don't, you don't actually take the question. So I take your question is a fancy-pants way of saying, I got you. I hear you. <laughs> Okay. Um. That in all my years of watching this stuff, reading about it, studying it in college, I've never heard that phrase in my life. Right. I take your question. (laughs) (laughs) And he said it like, well, that then's that. Uh, What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump and the Dems with their Mueller reviews. They're dancing in the streets in Puerto Rico. And boy, more bad news for Boeing coming up. Boeing? Boing. Boing. By the Boing. way, a couple of your indexes in the stock market closed at all-time highs yesterday. So yes, they, they, were, rich, rich. they were not rattled by the testimony, certainly. Marshall's News on the way. Armstrong and Getty. So we got all this Facebook stuff we need to tell you. It turns out Facebook is the world's greatest manipulator of the media in that they get all their negative stories out on big news days. Very clever. Perhaps with the complicity of the government. Right. Wow. You know, we can't stop talking about this whole making ourselves and our children crazy society we've built. And the one thing we didn't mention on the air, Jack and I were just talking about, is, is my kids deal with anxiety on various levels. And we had... What I think was an imperfect, certainly, but loving and supportive family, and right. and and tried to, you know, help the kids grow up sane and 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 you know, self reliant, the rest of it, but is never ending stimulation. The kids never stop having input into their brains via smartphones, social social media, the rest of it. We all know it. How often do kids walk along in silence with nothing but the tweeting of the birds and the sound of the breeze to accompany them, or stand there in line just? thinking about life or or their experiences or whatever in line at a store or waiting to sign up for classes or, or whatever or at home in your bedroom or whatever right exactly where's the quiet time there ain't any yeah i know i we're well we're making ourselves nuts new uh, uh at some point in the show neil armstrong wasn't woke enough is actually a story well so uh, stay tuned I for that. I think good I stuff. may blast myself into space. I don't think I can take this anymore. <laughs> News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, now that Robert Mueller's seven hours of congressional testimonies in the books, the various reviews are coming in. Trump claiming victory, telling reporters. The Democrats had nothing, and now they have less than nothing. I love that. Trump... <laughs> Is something else. Trump going on to add. <laughs> we had a very good day today, the Republican Party... Our country, there was no defense of what Robert Mueller was trying to defend. There was no defense to this ridiculous hoax, this witch hunt. I don't know what being a newspaper editor pays these days, but they really ought to carve out some cash for Trump for writing their headlines for them every single day. 
They don't I, even have to think about it. I can't believe I fell for this. There was a point yesterday where I actually believed that the hearings would put an end to this controversy. <laughs> you naive fool. And then I watched a couple of shows yep. on different channels last night. There was a completely different version of what happened on Fox as there was on MSNBC, MSNBC and CNN. Completely different stories. Right. And uh, it is very much still alive for anybody that gives a crap. And I stand by what has been true for quite some time. I don't think a single voter will have right. changed their mind based on yesterday. Not one. Well, I absolutely agree with that last part. I will, I'll tell you this, though. Remember, and it, it's finally really clear in my head, that the media, and that's virtually all of it now, including like the super heavyweight papers, and we talk to their reporters sometimes and stuff like that, them touting a story like this is a lot like when I yell at Marshall because he brings us a a survey. According to the ice cream manufacturers of America, people should eat more ice cream. <laughs> According to CNN, you should care about this crap. Because mm. it's, it's the only way they stay in business. They're not reporting the things that happen you should know about. They are filling their airwaves and demanding that you pretend it's important in the same way right. they do. Right. Ignore them. They'll make you nuts. Puerto Rico's Governor Ricardo Rosseo has announced he will resign August the 2nd, conceding power after nearly two weeks of furious protests and political upheaval touched off by a leak of crude and insulting chat messages between him and his top advisors. I, yeah, th- well, th- that's all, that's accurate, but yeah. it was it was so he's corrupt. Right. He miss he he gets money to help us out and right. keeps it for him and his friends and he's incredibly dismissive dismissive of us. Right. And our plight. I right. mean, yeah. people had had enough. There was a crowd of thousands outside the governor's mansion in Old San Juan that erupted into cheers and dancing. <laughs> And they were carrying on like that for hours after the announcement. A bit of rum consumed. A bit of rum, I'm sure. Boeing, Boeing apparently burned through a billion dollars in cash during the second quarter, a sign of the strain from the protracted grounding of the 737 MAX jetliners that followed those two fatal crashes. The company is reporting its revenues fallen 35% for the worst financial quarter in its history history. Along with all that, Boeing's also facing a growing number of lawsuits related to those crashes. All right, keeping your window of eating time short each day could help you indeed lose weight. Had a conversation IRL in real life just yesterday. Yep. University of Alabama researchers found eating all meals between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. can help people shed unwanted well, wait weight. Wait a second. I don't eat from 2 in the afternoon until 8 the next morning? Correct. Yes. I, I wouldn't be able to get to sleep. That's a... I just... I can't go to sleep when I'm starving. You will if you lay there long enough, crying. <laughs> Ultimately, sticking to body, the... Body digesting your internal organs. Ultimately, sticking to the six-hour eating Wake window. Wake up with a mouthful of pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Improve people's ability to switch between burning their food for energy to burning fat 
and it also helps suppress the hunger hormones. So can I eat anything I want between 8 and 2? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just go crazy. Yeah. I just go to the Cracker Barrel and pull up a chair and call, tell me when it's 2. <laughs> just keep bringing food until 2. I'll be like Joey Chestnut in the competition. I'll get the food in right until 2, right. and then i got a giant mouthful. But I can chew it up and swallow it after 2 as long as I don't throw up. Those are the rules. Right. <laughs> Apparently, eating within that window also syncs with the body's circadian rhythms, which regulate the body's hormones and metabolism. Yeah, what about very, my wine? That very well could be true. God, I'd be starving by 6 o'clock, let alone by that bedtime. That suppresses the hunger hormones. Okay, so I'll you wouldn't it. be. I'll try it. I'll yeah. try, I might Will try you? it today. I'm not. No. <laughs> no. If you got into it for, you know, a, I don't know, maybe a week. Because what it will do, and this is the theory behind all this, is, as you were saying, you were talking about how you're so hungry, you're eating your own body's organs. Right. In a way, that's true. What you're doing is you're burning fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It starts with the fat. It doesn't start with your heart. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank God. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the <laughs> nation. <laughs> Who wants to eat? Who the f- wants to eat? Go have something to eat. Hooray! See, that man is hangry. (laughs) You don't want to get like that. So the feds fined Facebook $5 billion for repeated privacy violations. That sounds like real money. This story broke yesterday while old man Mueller was, well... Reminding you to get tested for a hearing aid. Wandering around Washington, D.C. <laughs> Easy now. Uh, there are a couple of aspects of this that are ironic, hilarious, and or, well, just interesting. And, Hope you can stay tuned. And a quick one back on the subject of we're making our kids crazy. One of Jordan Peterson's rules for life from his book about ah, this. Yes. That's pretty good. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Actually, I saw that a lot of bars in Washington open at 8 a.m. for the Mueller hearings. And if you did a shot anytime Mueller said, I can't answer that, you were blacked out by 10 a.m. Like, I'm getting redacted today, man. So I'm getting redacted today. The, see, the tag was funny. Yeah. Um, we got a couple. If you get the next hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show, a couple of great guests on that topic. Tom McClintock who dropped the flaming bag of poo uh, analogy yesterday. Heard round the world. Got a lot of attention. Also, one of our favorite political analysts, Lan He Chen, on the Mueller hearings, among other things. If you don't It'll get... be non-stupid, repetitive, dumbly partisan chat. It'll summarize it for you. And also plan to get how, uh, to how Neil Armstrong was not woke enough. <laughs> and um, he was woke enough to get to the moon. That was his job. If you don't get the next hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, I'd uh, weep, you. weep a bitter tears, I right, guess. I don't right, know. Right, right, right. Or just day, get the podcast. Your day has been ruined. Ruined. So, uh, Facebook, you didn't hear this yesterday, probably, was hit with a an historic $5 billion fine by the uh, FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, yesterday. I'm going to hit you with uh, uh, just a couple of sentences. From the Washington Post's excellent coverage of this. First, the main story. U.S. government on Wednesday issued an unprecedented rebuke of Facebook after a year of massive privacy mishaps.
apps, charging that the company deceived its users and undermined the choices they made to protect their data as part of a settlement that requires the tech giant to pay $5 billion bucks and submit to significant federal oversight of its business practices. Now, we'll get back to that. But just the bottom line is they lied to you about privacy over and over again. No way. What we what we care about, Senator, is our consumer's privacy. It's our highest concern. We're going to do better, Senator. He is just a liar. I still I still can't wrap my head around that cuz he looks like howdy doody. Right. He is just a liar, a greedy liar. Right. And then keep in mind when they gave you options to protect your privacy, they structured it in such a way that a little sleight of hand, they changed something over there so you didn't protect your privacy nearly as well as you thought you did. $5 billion worth. Now, here's your <laughs> little caveat. You see, uh, Facebook made $7.6 billion in profit last quarter. Oh, So they could quarter. pay the entire fine out of their profits... And still have $2.6 billion in profit for the quarter. For one quarter. Keeping in mind, profit fans, folks, is after you pay all your bills and all your R&D and your taxes and your your payroll and your electric bill and the rest of it, that's the part you get to keep and and use to you know buy stuff or reinvest or whatever. And if you were a businessman and you were going to be cold-hearted about it, you would look at that and say, well, that's a win. That's absolutely a win. So Certainly we, minimizing the loss. So we did all these things that make us gazillions of dollars, and we have to pay this percentage of it tiny to make that money. Right. Because they made a lot of that money off of stealing your information and giving it and selling it to people and, and advertisers and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just a cost of doing business. It's a it's a huge win. We're gonna it's like have the to cost gi- of electricity for the building. Right. Part of the cost is the fines of we're screwing people. We're going to so have to give up two-thirds of the profit from one quarter and then back to business. Well, not exactly back to business, which we'll get to. To that point, during their last quarterly earnings call, they publicly stated, we are setting aside $5 billion for a probable FTC fine. They were just right. up. They, it was part of their their line items budget. Sure, as it should be. Uh, now, the unprecedented oversight part of it, I find interesting. In addition to finding Facebook $5 billion, the Federal Trade Commission, the nation's chief privacy watchdog, and what a fine job they do, required that Zuckerberg every three months answer to the government for the decisions he makes about privacy and the company's future data-driven gambits which is an unprecedented rare form of oversight that could expose him to civil and criminal penalties if Facebook errs again in handling its users' personal information. Wow, so the jig might actually be up on with Facebook, huh? And they call it, and this is pretty good writing by Tony Rahm and Elizabeth Dwoskin, both of whom we've talked to at the Washington Post, uh, the requirements in, uh, amount to a symbolic repudiation of Facebook's move fast and break things ethos 15 years after Zuckerberg, the Antichrist... <laughs> I, that, I departed uh, briefly from the text. Okay, there. that wasn't part of the article in the Washington Post. <laughs> Fifteen years after the Mark Antichrist, Zuckerberg, comma, Antichrist, comma, launched the social networking site from his college dorm room. This could serve as the most significant corporate handcuffs ever imposed on Berserkerberg, who, in addition to running Facebook, has always been its most powerful shareholder and chairman of the company's board. A setup that has afforded him the ability to run the social network virtually unchecked. He's a greedy liar. 
And yes. it's just hard to wrap your head around that because he looks like just such a charming look. I donate money to hospitals and I got this cute little baby and I'm just a guy who kind of stumbled into this in college. <laughs> Isn't this fun? Boy, it must be hard for you and others. It's never been hard for me. I'm like a hound dog. I can smell evil. And the media, the first moment I saw him, is like, oh, no, sulfur. <laughs> Fire brimstone. So a uh, an opinion maker tweeted yesterday, you got to hand it to them. No one hides huge news behind even bigger news like Facebook. Having this story come out the same day as the Mueller hearings, so nobody knew about it. Nice of the FTC to play along. Now, do we have any knowledge that the the FTC did play along with this at any level? Well, the FTC announces fines. I mean, Facebook doesn't announce fines. So the FTC chose the middle of the Mueller hearings? Well, there, there, I've seen some of the examples over the years of bad Facebook news coming out the same day as a big story. So I mean, yeah. maybe it's a coincidence. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm just asking. I'm not denying it. I'm just asking. It's interesting to me. Although I will tell you this. And again, those of you with faith in government, there's so little you understand. Does that sound condescending? I apologize. Many agencies, cop shops... Federal, like the FTC, if they issue a fine, they keep the fine. It's part of their operating revenue. And so the FTC, and I don't know this to be true, but it certainly could be true, is in negotiations with Berserkerberg. Keeping in mind, this fine wasn't the result of a seven-year-long trial. It was an agreement. They went to Berserkerberg and said, listen, we need at least $6 billion out of you. Zuckerberg says, no way, I'll, I'll give you four. And uh, FTC says, no, we got to have at least five, got to have five. And Zuckerberg says, all right, listen, I'll give you five, but we bury the news. And the FTC says, wow, $5 billion. What do you mean bury the news? It's got to be released on a top-tier news day, like in everybody's talking about it news day. And the FTC lawyers huddle up and they say, well, for five, Bill? Yeah, okay, all right, done. If the president, you know shoots uh, Jared on the South Lawn, <laughs> we'll put out the news that day. Or something like that. So Announces, no, I can't say they that. Get to keep it was the, funny, but horribly They get to keep the fine revenue? Uh, in, in a lot of cases. Well, that's like a lot of police departments, part of their, uh, their budget is those civil forfeitures. Mm, right. They get to keep that money. Or certain traffic fines in local jurisdictions. Which obviously would motivate you running to, do, stop signs. to do sometimes things that are beyond what you would normally do. Right. And or agree with Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, okay, we'll bury the news when we announce it. So, ah, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, you could easily see that agreement. It's a negotiating point. Sure. Um, so you just handed this to me, Sean. Why is this important? Facebook owns four of the top five most downloaded apps. Uh, just as a reminder of how big Facebook is. And people may not know that Instagram and WhatsApp are also owned by Facebook. So yeah, the, the yeah. Facebook proper app is one of the, the top ones. Facebook Messenger is the is another one of the top ones. But then WhatsApp and Instagram are also right. essentially right. just Facebook. I tell you what, if I ever end up dead in a ditch, it was Facebook that did it. Just can I say that for the record? Or Google? <laughs> or or Gavin Newsom? Or probably one of you guys uh, who we work with? or uh, <laughs> Got a lot of enemies. Or my wife. But probably <laughs> Facebook. That's something. Yeah. $5 billion. And that just comes out of profit. Because they've been lying to us all right. along. Exactly. It wasn't an accident that people were getting your information. That was on purpose. Right. And then... Cambridge even, Analytica, we can't believe they did that. And then even after they got caught, they kept doing it. Right. Right. 
He's just a liar. Yes, and a criminal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want to get to this. So Jordan Peterson, uh, Marshall helped us out by saying, I don't know who Jordan Peterson is, and you might not know who he is. He's a YouTube sensation. He's a clinical psychologist, professor from Canada, who's an enormous deal on YouTube. Search his name, and you'll see a bunch of videos with him giving speeches. Best-selling book as well, sold-out speaking tour. But YouTube videos where 4 million people have watched it. I mean, just, you know crazy anyway he put this book out uh this rules for life 11 12 rules for life i think is a book anyway rule number 11 getting to the we're making our kids crazy do not bother children when they are skateboarding and i've heard him talking about this on the youtube videos i don't read books i watch him speak on the videos Mm. um don't bother children when they're skateboarding and i i've done this myself and i'm gonna stop don't say, watch out for that, or be careful you don't. Let them figure that out. Let them figure it all out on their own, just like you did when you were a kid. Wow. Let them figure it all out. Let them fall down and crack their head. Let them do all the stuff that you did mm-hmm. and live through and are fine on their own, which is probably a good one. And I not just that. skateboarding, obviously. All the other stuff. It's Skateboarding is just an example. It's kind you of know, a metaphor. The other, <laughs> the other thing that we didn't get to in our discussion of, of making our, our children and ourselves insane is that... Uh, most of a child's time, most of it in years fairly recently past, was in self-invented games, playing self-invented games, certainly self-officiated games, where you had to make up the rules, negotiate those. Then if somebody perceived they were violated, you would settle that, you would work that out, you would negotiate that. And I remember my mom yelling out the window, would you stop yelling at each other? You're making me crazy, as we were inventing (laughs) some sort of weird hybrid of baseball in the backyard. But that's incredibly important to a child's intellectual development, their social development. It's incredibly important. Everything's uniform wearing, organized, supervised now, and it's better. No, it's worse. (laughs) 